The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That is right, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, alongside the curator of Topics, Mighty Joe Morin. Wow, that intro gets me absolutely <laughs> every time. Thank you to our friend uh, RBV. Yeah, from the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. Thank you so much to to Rick for uh, always being such an awesome supporter of the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, before we get into our wrestling discussion, because we got uh, two nights of WrestleMania to, to go through here, uh, other than watching wrestling, um, how's your last week been, man? Last week has been very, very hectic <laughs> from doing, you know, other podcasts and yep. doing our podcasts and work and wrestling. And there has been a <laughs> week long everything has been wrestling for this entire yeah. week. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just been wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. For me too, man. Uh, th- th- this whole weekend, I mean, we've just been cranking out the awesome content over with our friends over at Love Wrestling, uh, covering every night, doing uh, recaps, doing previews, just uh, awesome stuff there. And just, uh, of course, a quick shout out again. I know I know this is on a different platform, but, you know, we are part of the Love Wrestling platform. I just wanted to say again, thank you to all of our Twitch followers and now subscribers. You know, we have officially gotten affiliate status over there. I'm super stoked about that. I know Carl is as well. And again, to, just uh, in general, just wanted to say thank you so much to our fans uh, for making all that possible and allowing us to bring you the great content over there with our friends over at Love Wrestling. And uh, and one other thing that I want to make note of too, Carl, before we get started, just on a personal note, uh, with our former guest, Mr. Dusty Gold, Mr. Xander Gold, whatever he's going by these days, just wanted to say congratulations. They are expecting a little baby girl coming up soon, and just wanted to say congratulations to him and his uh, and his lovely wife for uh, the little girl on the way. Oh, of course, that news was broken on <laughs> social media, which was just fantastic to be able to see. Super happy and super stoked for both of them. That's amazing. For sure. And one more thing, too, before we start breaking down our matches here, too, Carl. I just wanted to 
put this out there a little bit because, I mean, we are going to go through and give some of our opinions, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, because this has been a very polarizing uh, event with both of these nights here. And social media, even more so than usual, seems to be just rampant with, like, even people who are friends are just, like, at at each other's throats because they have differing opinions. We need to grow up a little bit here, folks. It's perfectly fine to have differing opinions. And just because you do so doesn't make you a bad person. Carl and I disagree on topics all of the time. And that doesn't mean that we have any lack of respect for each other. We just, we have different opinions. It's perfectly fine. We don't need to be like, oh, because you have a different opinion than me, I, I deny your existence. Uh, that's literally kind of what it's turning into with some of these people on social media. And it's, it's kind of sad, Carl. It, it's definitely sad. I mean, just because Joe is wrong, I mean, it doesn't mean I have to hate the guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my opinion obviously is the right opinion, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I have to hate the guy. Like, come on. The feeling is wow. completely mutual, my friend. The feeling is completely Sometimes I am absolutely right and Carl is absolutely wrong, but I will not you know, hate him for, uh, for being wrong. I, I I mean, I don't know where you're getting your information from. I think you might have been getting it from Dave Meltzer. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. We love you, Uncle, we love <laughs> you, Uncle Dave. Facebook user in here on the chat with us. I don't know why it keeps on coming up with no. Facebook user, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be our loyal <laughs> listener and follower, Don. I'm pretty sure that's Don. Absolutely. All right, Carl, let us start off with, with night one here. Uh, th- this is, for, for myself, a rather polarizing uh, thing, so we'll, we'll kind of discuss it here. What did you think um, about them bookending with the uh, championship matches here with the WWE Championship and the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship? Uh, uh, for me, a, a little odd, to say the least. And that's 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 a constant with you. It always has been, and I'm sure it always will be. <laughs> I know that you are a lot more of the old school uh, when it comes to making sure that you have got uh, you know the um, slow build coming all the way up to the yep. uh, finale, the big show. Yep, that's Don Lewis. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but I mean, for me, I was, I was kind of okay with it because they gave us a really good match to start the night out, got everybody all pumped up and hyped up and then ended it with, you know, another good matchup to let people go home happy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more involvement with, uh, MVP. Um, it, it felt a little strange and, and we, we discussed this uh, over on uh, the Love Wrestling platform with our reviews and uh, recaps and whatnot, that uh, it was a, a little odd, uh, just given that we actually had a crowd there and MVP um, causing a, a verbal distraction, but kind of, it was, it was barely audible. Like The crowd was actually louder uh, than, than his kind of distraction. So that dynamic was, that was a kind of a little uh, strange. But, um, you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, personally, I didn't have any complaints with the match, at least, you know, given that we had the rain delay uh, at the beginning. At least they didn't go like 30, 40 minutes because I think then you would have risked burning your audience out uh, with that very first match, and then it would just feel like a slog going through the rest of it, right? Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I'm glad that it didn't go as long um, as it could have. Um, it was just a nice, quick, simple matchup that happened, but really got everybody pumped up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and of course, uh, Bobby Lashley walking out 
uh, retaining that uh, championship. Uh, next up, we had uh, a match. This is kind of one of my low points uh, for the evening, for, at least for myself here. We had this tag team turmoil match with just a, basically every women's tag team involved in there. This was a real cluster here, Carl. Um, for me, it wasn't necessarily, I don't really like using the term piss break match. I know some people do. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I watched this match, but it was one of these ones where it just it, it didn't really resonate with me. I mean, I, I like to see Natalia have some kind of success, but I think just given how the match was kind of unfolding, Carl, it should have gone to the Riot Squad, the way that they were setting it up. You're right. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah mark that down on your calendars, people. Uh, Carl Carafel <laughs> said Joe was right. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely I figured that it should have gone to, to the riot squad. Um, now definitely I was 100% happy that it went to Tamina and Natalia. Don't get me wrong. A hundred percent. I was, um, we're going to get into it, but night two, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to okay. that. Okay. But I was, I, I, I wasn't totally pissed off. Yeah. No by that decision to have uh, Tamina and Natalia win it. For sure. Uh, next up, we had arguably, uh, this was actually my um, match of the night for night one, and arguably one of the better ones for actually the whole weekend here. Uh, we had Cesaro versus Seth Rollins in just a straight-up singles match. Um, they finally, Carl, not only gave Cesaro a one-on-one match at WrestleMania with no bullshit, they actually put him over and they actually got him to win. That was a genuine, genuine emotional moment for, for myself. And they finally put over the right guy and finally gave Cesaro his moment, not necessarily for a title, but I mean, it still resonated with me and I think a lot of people. I think it really did as well. Um, I mean, I was, I was super happy with uh, the matchup, with the outcome, yeah. with everything that happened. I was happy with it. And props to Seth and Rollins right. as well. It's about time. Yeah, and props to Seth, Seth Rollins as well. He made Cesaro oh, look yeah. really good in there too. Uh, we we had the the swing spot too, which I mean, always always a hit with the fans, oh. uh, myself included. Um, and you know he he could have kind of stolen a bit of the show here, but I mean it was all about giving that spotlight to to Cesaro. And uh, yeah. again, I'm uh, giving WWE props to here. They they did the right thing here, and um, it was nice to see. And I'm hoping that this will springboard him um, to a bigger, bit of a bigger spot because, damn it, that guy's earned it. Definitely he has. Even Don is saying it's about time they gave him his moment and Absolutely. fully, fully agreed. Absolutely. Uh, next up for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship here, we had AJ Styles and Omos versus Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. This was an interesting one here for me. You know, typically I'm not a tag team guy necessarily, but what was really interesting with this match, Carl, was the big guy, Omos. They did a good job using him, and now he is like, he's a legitimate big guy that's... They, 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 they set him up to be somebody of some significance, I think. It was uh, it was interesting. They didn't overuse him. They just had him kind of be that kind of intimidating presence. But when he stepped into that ring, it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? shit, it's on. Right? That's Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it felt like. And you're right. They'd, I, I like that they did not have him do a whole lot yeah. with the matchup. They just let him go in there be the big guy, dominate as a big guy, because the guy is freaking huge. And they just made him out to kind of be that monster big 
guy, and I Absolutely. was perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we and had, yeah, they won, and they won. Yes, they very won cool. very the cool tag too. team championships. Yep. Yes. So very we have cool. new tag team champions. Very cool. Uh, next up, we had the the steel cage match with uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. You know, typically, uh, I've been would have been okay with this. For, for my issue more with this one was uh, the build for this here, Carl. Um, it was a little. I don't know how to exactly word it. With Shane constantly, you know, calling him stupid, and then you know doing the the green slime thing, which made absolutely no sense. Um, it just it's treading on slightly kind of bad taste when it comes to that. Uh, I thought you know, and then Braun really kind of going away. You know, this is for all the people that have been called stupid and blah blah blah. Like I just said, the optics of it are a little bit bad. Uh, I, I get you know we're trying to push the envelope a little bit with some risk a stuff, but it just it. it uh, it felt a little hokey. Like we just had to, we had to get Shane uh, in there to do something. Uh, this was honestly a match here, Carl, that I could have done with that. They, they, they did okay in there. You know, th- there ended up being some decent spots in this match, but this would have been one that I would have been okay to, to not have, honestly. I'm, I'm happy that they had it to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that there was a, a steel cage that was, that was brought in uh, for this, right? I mean, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, not everything can just be, not everything can just be on the mat wrestling when it comes to WrestleMania. You, you gotta be big. You gotta be bold. You gotta be grandiose with it. The build up, like you say though. Yes. That was a little bit off. To me, it definitely was, and especially when you've got uh, the WWE that is continuously doing these anti-bullying campaigns. Well, now you're showing, you know, what one of the heads of the company yeah. bullying the staff member. It just really felt off for for that reason, mm-hmm. right? For sure, yeah. It's wait, like, wait, hold, hold, hold on here, hold on here. Stupid cage match. <laughs> if you can, the stupid cage match. Uh, what would have been done with Braun? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Uh, uh, that's definitely a fair question. Honestly, I don't know. Um, just like I said, just the, the, Braun would have been just gone. There, there, yeah. there wouldn't have been anything for Braun. I, yeah. I, I really think that that's yeah. There definitely would have been nothing for Braun then. So that's why sure. I'm okay that they had Braun do something yeah. in a steel cage match because he, he is again, one of those monsters of the WWE. So why not have him in a monstrous cage match to kind of go along with that character? Yeah. I loved it. I just think that the way they, they went about it with the story was not right. For yeah. sure. Uh, next up, uh, we had Miz and Morrison um, versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Now, you know, for those who have been watching our show, I mean, I was pretty vocal uh, about Bad Bunny. Uh, I still stand by that. I think he's a horrible musician. But when it comes to the performance in the ring here, Carl, I'm going to quote a UK wrestling legend here on this one here, Carl. I'm going to go with uh, Doug Williams. And this is what Mr. Doug Williams had to say about Bad Bunny here, okay? Uh, The Bad Bunny tag was not only a testament to the skill and professionalism of The Miz and John Morrison, also to the dedication of a celebrity who was a big enough fan of professional wrestling to respect its integrity. Um, Well said by somebody who uh, has a uh, opinion that matters. And if it's good enough for Mr. Doug Williams, it's good enough for me. 
I feel exactly the same way. (laughs) I really do. I I went into this matchup going, "Mm, I'm not really expecting very much. I'm expecting Mm. Bad Bunny just to maybe do a a, a splash off the top rope to get the win, and that's really about it that's going to happen with Bad Bunny. But I was impressed. Mm -hmm. Impressed that he took the time to learn and as Doug Williams said, right, to have yep. that and to, to, to hold on to actual professional wrestling yep. and not just give us a celebrity one-off that is going to, you know, just be a name to be there. He actually put in the time, the dedication yep. to learn at least a little bit before coming into this matchup. So, absolutely, yeah, I was, I was genuinely <laughs> yep. shocked. Yeah. But for the record, I still think his music is garbage. Just saying, but uh, well done in the ring, sir. Well done in the ring. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, um, we have the the main event for night one here. We we're talking Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for that WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, this was quite something here, Carl. Um, a bit of a polarizing thing on social media, but I want to necessarily get into that aspect. Um, you know, I did, did see some people there saying, you know, why did they have to draw the attention to it being both African-American women? You know, why did they just say the women in the match? I kind of agree with that a little bit, but I don't want to get into a bunch of racial issues. Uh, at the end of the day here, Carl, um, these two girls did fantastic in that ring. And one of my holy crap moments for like the entire weekend Bianca hitting Sasha across the midsection with her hair. I mean, wow that that was uh, that was a holy shit moment here, Carl. That that was uh, damn like that was loud. That hair whip though, <sighs> wow. Like wow. yeah, like the welt. You could literally see welts yeah. on Sasha Banks after yeah. that hair whip. Yeah, my God. Yeah, wow for sure. Now, one thing that I, I, I do want to make note of here on this here, Carl, because there was uh, our friend uh, Ryan Lambert saying uh, like a, like a bullwhip. Uh, yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, um, if post-production added sound to that, I mean, they were right on the ball with the audio, but I mean, that sounded uh, uh, pretty legit. Um, w- one thing that I did see that I was getting a little bit of flack about this is, I guess, um, it was maybe a fan taking a picture or whatnot, but I guess after the mass, Sasha was down by the barrier, uh, kind of smiling uh, about the the kind of moment. And it seems to be a pretty polarizing thing. And I do agree to a certain extent, you know, that that that, that the heel in the match shouldn't be kind of reacting that way. But I mean, it was it wasn't on camera per se. It was just a fan taking a picture. So I know it's a really polarizing topic out there. Um, you know, I, I've been very vocal about uh, heels and, uh, and and faces in wrestling. Uh, for, for me, if you ever uh, get cheered or if you're kind of being good, then you've kind of failed at being a heel. But I, I, I guess in this case, I mean, just it was she just got caught on camera kind of at the wrong time. Um, it, it's a topic that uh, I'm sure that we'll touch on. We've touched on before and we'll touch on again um, about the, the integrity of being a heel wrestler. But it's one of those things where it is what it is, but I'm not going to spend too much time worrying too much about it because honestly, it's it's a tough conversation to have. Let's just put it that I way. I mean, it, it, it really shouldn't be a tough conversation yeah. to have. Okay. Yeah. So it's for anyone that's putting it out there that, oh, this shouldn't have happened. I'm going to ask you simple questions here. Have you ever wrestled? Okay. If you have... Perfect. Yep. Have you ever wrestled at WrestleMania? Okay. You haven't? Yeah. Okay. 
So now, do you understand? And and I'm I'm gonna put this out there. I have not wrestled at WrestleMania either. Okay, I have not. I would have loved to have wrestled at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, if I were the heel, which I probably would have been, being known as the extreme Canadian Carl Carafel, um, and I had just gone through a match like that, you become a little human. Okay, your emotions are running wild. No Hulk Hogan reference needed. <laughs> I mean, y- y- those emotions are just there. And and unfortunately, in today's age where everyone has a video camera on their person now, these get caught once yeah. in a while. They definitely do. But, I mean, for me... That was pure emotion. Yeah. That's what that was. I see the argument on both sides of the, of the fence here, Carl, our, our, our good friend. Uh, so we have a great amount of respect for Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery saying you're on the floor in front of the crowd. You do your job. Difference between greatness and cosplay. And I do agree with that to a certain extent, too. And I do see where Carl uh, is coming from as well. Sometimes you just get caught up in the moment. But again, to, to, to RVV's point, you know, if you can really maintain that at all times, that really does separate you. It really distinguish you from just somebody who is great to somebody who will be remembered for years and years to come. So I'm, I'm going to throw this out there then just, just as, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate here. Okay. Joe. Yes. Who is your favorite actor? My favorite actor of all time. Who do you see is the greatest actor of all time? Ooh, Who is greatness? That's a tough one. That's a tough when one. When it comes to acting, when you hear hmm. acting greatness, who do you think of? That's a tough one. There's because I, I mean, I'm a big movie buff, as you guys can kind of see. I have a rather large collection behind me here. But if I had to pick one, man, that, that's really, really tough. Because well, I have just, a lot. just throw out a name that you associate with acting greatness. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Okay. Yes. Robin Williams really didn't do a lot live when he was doing his films, right? Mm. How many takes did it have to be done for Robin Williams to get what you see as greatness? Yeah, we don't really know. Okay? Yeah. Whereas these competitors that are out there are live. They don't have a second take, a third take, a fourth take. They don't have that. This is live. So when Robin Williams' emotions came into play on set, whether it was a sad emotion, whether it was a happy emotion, whether he just started laughing hysterically, they could call cut and redo it again. That emotion came through. They could call cut. Mm-hmm. But with this, they can't. Yeah. So I mean, lie, pal. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes emotion gets seen, right? We've got, uh, you know, Don saying Sean Connery. Same thing with Sean Connery as well here. Um, you know, except for maybe The Miz, <laughs> the only <laughs> true heel that have... Have it seems right. So I mean, uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I and I do get. You know, I'll put this back up here. Yep. I do understand where RBV is coming from as well. I definitely do. But they're live. They don't have that next take. They don't have the opportunity to have yep. cut 
called on their scene. That's uh, that's that's just yeah. my take on it. We got RBV again here. <laughs> Let's just read this super quick. Remember when Hogan smiles and cried at WrestleMania when he made Warrior? Yeah. Happy Hogan was such a classic WrestleMania <laughs> moment. Yeah. 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 Having said that now here, Carl, you know, since his name was brought up, I want to make mention of this before we move <laughs> on because we, unlike what I think we were kind of hoping for, you know, we were maybe hoping that, you know, Tyus was going to host one night and Hogan would host the other night. They brought them both out for the beginning of each night here, Carl. Now, yeah. Titus, I thought, did fantastic. The crowd loved Titus, and I thought that he did very well to kind of get the crowd into things. Hulk Hogan, at this point, I mean, he was literally just, I mean, the crowd literally said, we don't want you, for lack of a better term. I mean, he was he got booed probably more than anybody on the entire show. I'm at the point here, Carl, um, I just I don't care to see this guy on my television screen anymore. I'll just I'll come out and say it. I mean, I understand that he was a very pivotal, very important person in the early days of especially the WWE. I get it. But with everything else that we know and everything that has happened since then, I just, I don't care to see him anymore. I just, I just don't. I, I have never, honest, and to be totally transparent, I have never been a Hulk Hogan fan. I was a Rowdy Roddy Piper fan at the time. And I was always rooting for him to, to kick Hogan's ass because I liked him that much. <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't care to see Hulk Hogan anymore. And when your audience turns so uh, turns so hard on them for that, I mean, they need to stop using him, especially for this kind of hosting thing. It just, it, it, uh, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I don't know. I, I I was I was cool with Hulk Hogan being there. Yeah. I mean, I was you know it's Hulk Hogan, and I mean that's really about all there is to it, right? Like yeah. for for me, if Hulk Hogan wasn't there, I still wouldn't have really cared. Yeah. Right. I mean that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. So I mean, I was I was I was okay with it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought Titus did if, really if, good if, though. If if we're on the topic of uh, of Titus and Hulk Hogan right now for just a moment, um, ding dong, hello. I loved that. I freaking loved yeah. seeing Bailey come out there and be part of WrestleMania. Yeah. She didn't have a matchup. She didn't have yeah. anything like that. But she was out there just being Bailey. I was happy with yeah. that. And I know. Through some of the uh, chat chat rooms and chat forums, Joe, I know that I saw uh, you had put in there. What's going on here with Bailey looking like a school teacher? Yeah, or something being, like that. Yeah. You know, good girl now. No, she wasn't being good girl. She was still playing the heel, cutting in on Hulk Hogan yep. and Titus O'Neil going ding dong. Once again, I loved it. Once again, though, for me, I'm kind of indifferent about the whole Bailey thing, to be perfectly honest with you. But again, sure. I, I will make the statement, and I know there are some, especially some older school people that will back me up on this. If you are playing a heel or a bad guy character and you're getting cheered, you have failed at your job. That's all, again, I'll say on it. But again, like you you have said yourself here, I am very, very old school. I like my professional wrestling when I get a good guy and a bad guy. That is when professional wrestling is at its best. And I said this on Love Wrestling the other day too. 
you know, because everybody, especially on the AEW side, I think they, they try to say, oh, we're all just kind of in the middle. We're all just kind of competitors. The issue with that then is if everybody's in the middle, if nobody's a good guy or a bad guy, there is no reason for these people to compete against each other. There's no reason for them to have a match. There's no reason to have any kind of encounter or any difference of opinion. You need to have a good guy and a bad guy for storylines and everything to make sense. So I guess Stone Cold Steve Austin failed. No, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. People say that he was a heel. I thought he was one of the biggest baby faces that they had. But he played a heel character. No, he was an anti-hero. That's the difference. He was an anti-hero. Where do you draw this line then? Because, well, it just, he was doing what every person would would dream of, of, of kind of uh, pulling shenanigans on their boss. That didn't necessarily make him a bad guy. Sure it did. No, not in my opinion. Not, not according to me. I never, I never considered, I never considered Stone Cold a heel at all. Well, the opinion of Don here <laughs> says uh, Bailey's hot. How could you not like yeah. that? Uh, I, I have to agree. Yeah. Um, the opinion of uh, Mister RBV here, Bailey carried Hogan and Titus through a lot of awkward spots and overall did a great job. Yeah, they cheered her because the others were so <laughs> terrible. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah, I do have to put this up here as well. Um, Stone Cold even said that he was the bad guy. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I, just I ne- throwing I, it out there. I never got. I was. I was just looked at him as kind of like the anti-hero, uh, anti-villain. So there we go. <laughs> Again, I'm right. Carl's wrong, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat him up over it. Just saying. But I, there'll be a time where he's right uh, and I'm wrong, but we won't hit each other over it. So let's go on to you're not- entitled to your opinion, even though your opinion <laughs> in in this you know world here, your opinion is wrong. Yeah. Um, whatever. Well, this whatever. Mi- this might be another one that we disagree <laughs> on here, Carl. Um, oh, it definitely is. We're definitely. T- we're talking about Randy Orton versus uh, the Fiend here. Um, okay. For me, right off the hop, one of the issues was is that the Fiend just came back as the regular Fiend again. I thought that that was a little... I know I haven't seen this entire story, but for me that still stood as a little bit weird. For this, I'm, I'm trying to look at this from two different aspects here, right? As somebody yeah. who's seen this entire story unfold and knows all... Like, has been watching since like the, the Wyatt family with uh, Luke Harper and Rowan and all those guys. You know, they've always made the reference to Sister Abigail and all that kind of stuff. I think those people can kind of piece together what's going on here. Sure. On the other side of things, as somebody who... Because we know there are a lot of people that just tend to just watch WrestleMania every year and that's it. They're left watching this going, I don't have a friggin' clue of what's going on with this... What's, what's going on. That's the, the only catch. In the, in the end, I, I thought visually like it looked very cool, but even even myself, I was left a little confused. I mean, I, I hope that they will finish and continue telling the story, but so at the same time, I, even I was left there going, huh? And I'm not, and I wasn't the only one. A lot of people were, were very confused by this. Uh, you may kind of understand the story a little bit more. For me, it, uh, it didn't quite hit the mark, so to speak. Hmm. I mean, I, I understood yeah. I understood what was going on here. What I don't understand is where they're going, but I'm not really supposed to understand that right now. And we'll get into that a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Don, Don, uh, kind of him and I are, are kind of in agreement yeah. with this. I here. definitely did not this miss whole that. whole thing was him being reborn, yeah. right? Kind of like that, that type of, of situation. So, um, he's, he's put out there, he's burnt, he's, you know, he Mm -hmm. was supposedly gone. Right. Uh, But he's been reborn. 
right? And came back as the fiend instead of charred fiend, right? So um, in, in Pokemon terms, um, you know, he upgraded his level to uh, char fiend, <laughs> um, but then, you know, something happened and he's now just back to the fiend. Um, I mean, was it a little weird? It definitely kind of was, yeah. but I, I do sort of understand the whole thing about it right and especially having watched this feud continuing on all the way through right this is kind of uh um you thought you killed the fiend mm -hmm. you know what in reality you haven't yeah right and that's kind of kind of what that in my opinion that's kind of what that symbolized was you you didn't get rid of me no matter how badly burned and how you know, badly scarred I might have been. You did not get rid of the fiend. No. Here I am. Yeah. Yep. I, I guess I could kind of wrap my head around that for, for me. Um, it, it just, it, it didn't resonate too much, but uh, I thought you know, the match itself had some interesting kind of moments. And like uh, visually, one thing I, I think that they, they did do right um, in previous matches before they were really harsh with that red lighting. Uh, it looked like this time they kind of backed off in a little bit, which I'm, I'm yes. kind of glad. Um but uh, other than that, um, I, I had actually picked Randy to win this match. I think technically maybe the right move would have been to to put the Fiend over to kind of get his revenge over Randy. But I guess that's open to interpretation and opinion, of course. But that, I mean, to go along with that now, yep. this is setting up for even more for yep. the Fiend and yep. Randy Orton, which yep. I'm okay with. Yeah, we saw come. I'm I'm gonna go right to 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 where the, the the match ends here. We see you know this this Jack in the Box you know open up again, and then there's Alexa Bliss in a different attire yep. with this this you know uh, thing that was around her head that that is now you know spewing black. Uh, uh, whatever liquid ooze, goo, whatever coming out and dripping all all down her face, right? And and, and with that, like, are are we now seeing maybe as we've hoped for for so long? Are we now maybe seeing Sister Abigail, yeah. right? And essentially, it looks like Alexa Bliss cost the matchup for Bray Wyatt yeah. in a roundabout way here. Which now, storyline-wise, we can kind of go like Alexa Bliss has now been revealed as Sister Abigail, and she's going, all these years, you have forsaken me, you left me, you ignored me, everything was wrong with what you've done to me, and now... I'm here and I've just done this wrong to you. Yep. Right. And then may I mean, in a roundabout way, we're, we're coming full circle with that whole uh, sister Abigail thing, which is now going to be like sister Abigail is now going to be controlling the fiend, which is now going to create more matchup between the fiend and Randy Orton. So yeah. just, I, I know it's weird. It's really out there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I see happening with that entire thing right now. There you go. Uh, next up, we had for the the tag, you know, we had a tag team match for the WWE uh, Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, I'm gonna say right off the hop on on this here, Carl. Little disclaimer though, like, don't get me wrong. I, I love Natalia. You know, she's part of the Hurt family. Uh, she's done a lot of good stuff here, Carl. This match, in my very humble opinion, again, uh, 
was the drizzling shits. I thought all four of these girls did absolutely horrible in this match. The match had no flow to it whatsoever. Um, Carl, I mean, this is, I, I don't know what you think about this match, but uh, this did absolutely zero for me. Um, I'm, I'm glad, uh, I, know I would have wished that Natty and Tamina would have won, given what had kind of transpired beforehand. But just, I don't know, man, just that... Uh, watching this match again as somebody who looks a lot of the technical aspects there was just so much wrong uh, wrestling wise with this match it is what it is yeah that's, that's all I'm gonna say yeah you know and, and again yeah. referencing night one I really thought that the riot squad um, should have been the ones to, to have won that gauntlet or tag team turmoil match and to put the, the championships on it I thought that they could have had a decent run and hopefully eventually it'll happen because I, I think that those two yeah. have some momentum behind them so I, I honestly had thought and was really hoping that uh, Tamina and Natalia would no. have gotten those championships, especially the night before having them win this gauntlet match and then coming over. I thought for sure we were finally going to get Natalia with an amazing WrestleMania moment and winning the, the tag team championships and, you know, being able to go on and do some good things with the belts. Um, but then, yeah, it all just went mm. to hell sideways and i'm not gonna speak about it anymore <laughs> fair enough uh next up for well this was just a singles match between kevin owens and Sami Zayn with uh logan paul at ringside um yeah. i'll make a, a music reference here with this here carl um for me, with with Kevin Sammy, it was like we, we, we put on a show, but we, we just we played the, the classics, but we didn't see any new material. Uh, I thought we, we retreaded a lot of ground. I thought what they, they did what was fine. You know, as somebody who's seen a lot of their Ring of Honor work and a lot of their stuff outside of the WWE, you know, fa- fantastic. You know, I, I think that they still had a decent match here, but it didn't blow me away. And honestly, that 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 had to. I think the match served its purpose, so to speak, kind of somewhere in the middle, but. It's another one of those ones where I kind of it is what it is. I'm not going to shoot over the mask because I thought they still did okay, but it's not going to be on my must watch list afterwards. Uh, even though this is something that I have seen from them numerous times throughout yeah. several years, I was happy with the match. Yep. I definitely still was. Did good. Um, yeah, I mean. Like you said, I, I mean, I, I I can't crap all over it. I really can't nope. because it was a good freaking match, which is what we get from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Absolutely. Definitely it is. So yep. I was happy with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up for the uh, WWE United States Championship. This was actually my match of the entire weekend here, Carl. We're talking Sheamus versus Riddle. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I loved this match. Sheamus and Riddle did absolutely amazing in there. Uh, beforehand, we saw a little bit of kind of some funky stuff. We saw Riddle talking to uh, the great Kali in a really awkward thing. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, like Riddle looked like he might have just smoked a bowl before he did that segment, but it is what it is because they actually had RVD come in and offering <laughs> RVD rolling papers. That was absolutely fantastic. I popped pretty hard when I saw that. And, um, but in uh, I mean, dude, like the match, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Riddle is one of these guys that blurs that line between MMA and pro wrestling better than most out there. Uh, just because he incorporates an equal amount of both, it's not just a bunch of kicking and and, uh, and punching, but he incorporates a lot of actual professional wrestling. And uh, <laughs> Baszler, 
<laughs> right? It incorporates a lot of professional wrestling in there as well. I enjoy the hell out of Matt Riddle, and I enjoy the hell out of Sheamus. And um, I'm actually okay with uh, them putting the, tel- the belt on Sheamus here. Dude's been busting his ass lately, so uh, well learned. Yeah, definitely. Um, before I get into that, I just want to go back uh, really quick mm-hmm. um, to the previous matchup here. So uh, Don saying it was a good match that he figures they hit the mark. We're talking Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And then along with that as well, it was about Paul's 9.22 million yeah. YouTube subscribers to put more eyes on yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So yes, yeah. Definitely, that's exactly what it was about. They they still put on a great matchup. So if that matchup there is the only match that those 9.22 million subscribers watched, they might have actually gained Maybe. a couple of fans. Maybe. Right? Yep. There's definitely um, that potential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Now, Matt Riddle. Yeah. What about Matt Riddle? Okay. I am not a fan of Matt Riddle. No? Still? Still. Yeah. I don't believe that I will ever be a fan of Matt Riddle. The character or the wrestler? It just irks me the wrong way. Okay. Now, I do have to say that my eyes were opened ever so slightly from this matchup. No. Right? So I, in this matchup, didn't see him now as that MMA fighter trying to be a professional wrestler. I saw a professional yep. wrestler. Yeah. So my eyes were opened a little bit and I was happy with that. Yeah. The matchup was superbly fantastic. I'm good. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say for, for Matt Riddle, um, I do think at some point, there, there needs to be a, like some adjustment in the attire, specifically footwear. I think he does need to either get some shoes or some boots on at some point just for the simple fact of avoiding injury, uh, stepping on uh, toes or whatnot. I, I do think that he needs to put on some shoes, uh, hippie, at some point uh, just, to, just to protect <laughs> yourself, just to protect yourself. I mean, I, right. I, I, I get it. It's part of the gimmick. But I think at some point, you know, we need to uh, put on some boots. But then he can't flip them off. <laughs> That, that, that's that, that's true. That's a fair statement. Right. We do have to say here, Richard Bronson Vickery, our good friend, RBV, saying, reports saying Riddle might be used Oof. as the new R-Truth. I hope what not. What are our thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that, Joe? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Because like you had said, you know, they, they do seem to go a little over the top uh, with some of like the stoner jokes. So when I, you know, know uh, Vince and... Uh, and the crew are uh, are laughing up at the giggle position with this kind of stuff, but uh, it, it's I, I just hope that they let him be Matt Riddle the wrestler and you know have a little bit of the uh, the, the the comedy and the shtick in there, but just don't go don't have him just be a laughing stock, you know. Still let him go out there and do his thing because he is damn good in that ring, regardless of whether you like the character or not. True. Yeah. Now my thoughts, Riddle, being. The next R Truth. <laughs> okay. R Truth. Often imitated, can never be duplicated. Yeah. Never. There is one R Truth. There is only ever going to be one R Truth. There is only ever going to be one guy who could do mm. as good of a job as R Truth has done with that character. I love R Truth. 
immensely. Think everything he does is amazing. Love it. Love the comedy. Love his work in the ring. Whether it was, you know, back ROH, whether it was Impact, whether no matter what he was doing, yeah. I loved watching K Quick, dude. K Quick. <laughs> Back yeah. WWE years ago, yeah. I absolutely love our truth in, inside that ring and this added comedic element that he has now. I think works fantastically, and I don't think that anybody will ever be able to do it just as our truth is done. For sure. Um, so next up, we had the, the matchup between Apollo Cruz and Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. This Nigerian drum fight thing. So a, a couple of things like going into this, I just I don't think that that stipulation or whatever was explained too well. Like I literally going into the match, I'm like, okay, so like is the the guy who wins this match like are they the first ones to finish playing a song on the drums? Like were they going to have a drum on on each post and the first person that touches the drums wins, or is the first person to go through a giant drum? Just like it, it was one of those things where I think we just we either need to make it a no DQ match and just call it that, or just have it just be a straight up uh, title match. I thought calling it this Nigerian drum fight thing and then not even kind of then going with that gimmick. Like it just, it, it felt out of place and it felt unnecessary. And again, you know, Vince and crew are laughing at the giggle position. <laughs> we got him doing a Nigerian drum fight. It just, it, it rubs me uh, all the wrong ways, but the match itself, I thought that, that they did. Okay. It was a little shorter than uh, uh, I was kind of hoping and kind of anticipating, but um, again, just uh, the gimmick and the, uh, the shtick and whatnot, just it, uh, like I said, just it, it. I'm not a fan of it, but the, the match itself, I have really no complaints. Yeah, I have no complaints about the match either. Yeah, and I think that's about all I want to say on that. For sure. Uh, next up for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, we had Rhea Ripley versus Oscar. Um, I like the move of putting it on Ripley. It, it really does feel. Like with, with uh, some of these other stuff, uh, like uh, uh, Bianca winning uh, the title over there, uh, Rhea Ripley winning this title here, does it feel almost kind of like a reset for the women's division? I think and in the right direction too. Uh, to the point where, uh, dude, I would almost even like to see like a champion versus championship match between uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. I think that would be a money match. So uh, yeah. I, I like the move. Um, a little weird for Asuka that her, her title reign was very kind of uh, odd. You know, I, I'm somebody who... I think both of us were were pretty. Uh, we weren't necessarily anti Oscar, so to speak, but we just really didn't quite get it. Uh, as somebody who's watched uh, some more um, women's Japanese wrestling, I get Oscar now uh, to a certain extent. But I, I really do think that uh, putting the, the the title on Rhea Ripley was absolutely the right choice going forward. I mean, she's money, and the crowd uh, seems to dig her, which is uh, a win in, in my books. Definitely. That's what I was going to mention. The crowd yep. is into Rhea Ripley. Yep. 100%. You could hear it. The crowd is into Rhea Ripley. I've never been, and I don't think I ever will be, a fan of Asuka. I just can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yep. Her with a title, okay, whatever, just means that when I see her on TV, I mute it or turn the channel <laughs> or turn it off or whatever and come back yeah. and hope that she's not on the, my television screen anymore. Um, yeah, that's about it. But, yeah, the, the yeah. match was great. Yep. It definitely was. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Asuka's a good worker. She definitely is. The whole character that she that she does, I just I can't do it. I just can't freaking do it. <laughs> but her in-ring work is good. And I can respect the work. I just don't like the character. Um, yep. 
But yeah, it was a great matchup. Yeah. Great. For sure. Yeah. One thing I, I will I will say uh, for Asuka, though, that uh, she obviously has been putting some work into learning English a little better. Her, her, her English has gotten better. And I think that that's a, a plus going in the, in the right direction. She's going to yes. kind of stay over here in, uh, in North America permanently. Uh, I'm glad that she's uh, making an effort to uh, be a little bit more fluent in English. So, so props to her for that. I don't think that we can yes. uh, uh, say anything negative about that. Um, the final match for WrestleMania here, Carl, we're talking Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship. Before we get into the details, because I'm going to throw this over to you right away in full transparency here, Carl, I have not told you this. I fell asleep right as this match was starting. Uh, so I missed the, the this match. So I'm going to let you kind of uh, break it down more, and I'm just going to kind of sit back and, uh, and listen to you because, uh, like I said, in full transparency, I did not um, catch this match. I, I had was completely exhausted at this point. I had an after show to do as well. I've been doing a lot of content. I just, dude, I got burned out and I, I completely passed out. Understandable. I totally get it. Um, you know what? The match was a match. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there really wasn't a lot that I could say that was bad about the matchup, except the fact that Daniel Bryan was thrown into it again, but kind of, I don't know if this is something that storyline had been planned out and thought out and put out there. And, you know, like maybe uh, the next set of storyline is now starting from all of this. But I mean, the matchup was 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 really good. I loved the back and forth between, uh, you know, all three competitors. We had great time for one competitor to kind of be on the outside of the ring and then two of them inside the ring facing off against each other. And then it kind of reversed and they flipped it. And then we got, you know, it's almost as though we saw like six different mini matches within this matchup itself, which flowed and worked well for me. Anyways, I know for a lot of people it did not, but for me, I enjoyed it because I was able to kind of see like, Roman Reigns versus Edge. And then I was able to see, you know, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. And then we were able to see Daniel Bryan versus Edge. And then we got a little mixture of everything. I love the fact that they, um, you know, included uh, steel chairs in there. We got a little bit of a uh, concerto action happening, which is classic Edge stuff. Um, Loved it. I mean, even though like it was edge getting a concerto um but i get it and i understand kind of where they were going with things but the main big point and takeaway from this edge is your champion so that i do want to talk about out there that i do want to talk about with you yes and 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 i figured you did because i'm done talking about the matchup and (laughs) i now need to talk about edge is our champion he is the universal champion if you have not seen the matchup then mute mute this right now pause it and go and watch that matchup (laughs) and then come back if you're listening to the replay of this obviously because right now we're live baby um so daniel bryan is is laid out on the mat and then roman reigns pulls edge over on top of Daniel Bryan. He's pinning him. He's pinning him. Yep. And then after about a two count, Roman Reigns pins both of them. So then a three count happens. But why why didn't that count start 
when Edge was on Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Edge is our universal champion. But they played it off so well that I think now what we're probably going to see is we're going to finally get that one-on-one -on -one match because Daniel Bryan was now pinned by both competitors. He's gone and out of here. He had that moment. It's done. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to get to see that one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns and Edge. And I'm pretty sure that it's going to come at... What are they calling it? WrestleMania backlash, they're calling this pay-per-view now. Maybe. It's not just backlash anymore. It's WrestleMania backlash. Okey and this is where we're going to get to see our one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as that is how the storyline plays out. If it does not play out that way, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. Um, Joe, you wanted to discuss this, so <laughs> yeah. let's discuss. You've uh, yeah. now heard my point on it. Please give me yours. Yeah, for sure. Um, just briefly on that, on them calling it WrestleMania Backlash, like, do they think that we're stupid or, or don't have a memory that, that we know that this falls WrestleMania? Like, it just said, for me, that, that that's a, a little strange. I don't see it's like insulting your audience uh, per se, but it is just call it Backlash. We know that it falls WrestleMania. For people that are, that are regular fans of WrestleMania or uh, WWE, sorry, you know, we get it. And so so yeah. I, I think that's a little strange, but needless uh, to say on that one. Um, we we had a controversial finish to this match here, Carl, and commentary didn't really kind of make note of it, and it just it, it felt like that was a good opportunity to like do a progressing story. Although I will say, you know, again the old school fan of me, we know we should be finishing storylines at WrestleMania instead of like continuing or starting them. But again, I digress on that. But uh, just we had a controversial finish, and we just like we just like pretend. Well, so oh well, he just stacked them both up and pinned them. I'm like, well. Yes and no, just it, it, it creates some confusion. And we had a controversial finish, and hopefully, you know, on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, hopefully we follow up on that. Because if we just continue on like it, it just it was a normal finish, then we got problems. Yes. <laughs> right? That's so. exactly what I just said. Yep. Yep. Then we yeah, got problems. I can't, I, I, I can't say any more on that. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Well, that wraps it up here for WrestleMania. Again, you know, for, for myself, or just overall, you know, a mixed bag of some good, you know, some stuff that I'm kind of indifferent about and some stuff that I definitely wasn't a fan of, <coughs> Hulk Hogan. Um, but, um, you know, I thought overall, you know, we did we did a good job here. I'm, I'm not going to shit all over yeah. the show because there was some good stuff here. And, oh, yeah. And whatnot, so. Yeah, and, and, and no, it was good stuff. And no wrestling show is perfect. Even the, exactly. the, even the, the most popular... I guess company in the world still makes mistakes and we still have problems. So, yep. All right, man, let us take a brief break here. Hear from our friends over at callandelberbrand.com and we'll come back with some breaking news, our match of the week, which will be our favorite match from WrestleMania. And then uh, we'll, we'll follow up with our showstopper segment, but let's hear from our friend Al Snow and Caller and Elbow. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. 
passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, Money Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And as you heard from our friend Al Snow over at CallerNobleBrand.com, if you use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you can get a two-sweet 10% off your entire order there. Not just one thing, two things, or ten things. Go crazy and you will get 10% off the entire order. There's, again, as, as always, there's a great a ton ton of great merchandise, sorry, on there to check out. Uh, uh, lots of throwback stuff, uh, hints at uh, things from the past. Uh, just uh, they, they do some really cool stuff with their merchandise, and I'm a big fan, as of course is Carl, who is always sporting his collar and elbow hat. And you can even see the logo on my microphone as well. That's always there. That's right. Collar and elbow brand, they uh, always put out some really great stuff, um, yeah. you know, for, for whether it's for autism or uh, whether it's for someone who has passed away. Um both of those are shirts that are available on colorandelbowbrand.com right now. There is an autism shirt that is there. Uh, everyone who, who, who has dealt with anything with autism knows that they kind of use puzzle pieces as their uh, look for things. And Color and Elbow Brand has a shirt that has that same type of look as well. Um, in the music world, we lost DMX. And uh, yeah. with that, Color and Elbow Brand has even done a DMX-style CXE shirt to honor DMX. So very cool. Go and check all that out. Like Mighty Joe had said, you want that 10% off, whether it is brand new or whether it is any of the clearance to merchandise, use that promo code JK Podcast. You can see it scrolling down at the bottom there. <laughs> use that promo code and you will get yourself 10% off that entire order. There we go. All right, let us get to our breaking news segment. All right, so for breaking news, I want to touch on a, on a few things. Uh, the first thing, I just want to reiterate again, uh, congratulations to our former guest, Mr. Dusty Gold, and his wife for their, their little girl coming soon. Uh, great news there. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on was the, the Hall of Fame. Um, maybe a little bit of an opinion, but I just wanted to get it out there because I know there are some people that will agree with me. And Carl, maybe as well, um, you know, given that you're a, a Colorado Elbow fan, you wear their merchandise all the time, is that... I feel it was a really missed opportunity by the WWE here, Carl, for the Hall of Fame for that Warrior Award. I don't know if you would agree with me. It should have been Chad Gaspard. That would have been such a good moment. Yeah, it, it definitely would have been. I agree that it should have been Chad. Yeah. Um, now, okay, so Titus definitely is deserving of yeah. that as well. Right. I mean, he's definitely, I think, for, for everything that he has done uh, for the company inside and outside of the ring, I think he's, he's earned that recognition. Um, 
I just wish that maybe Titus would have mentioned Shad at some point because everybody knows that they were they were close. They were they yeah. were they were brothers. They were friends, right? So I think even just that little bit of a of a nod to Shad would have been a um, a good thing, or something that I think the WWE um, should possibly start doing is like they do at the Grammys and they do at the Emmys and they do at all these other. And uh, those that we have lost within that last year from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, you know, maybe do a montage, you know, honoring those people Mm -hmm. who gave so much of themselves to the world of professional wrestling. And that would be a really good uh, homage to those as well and and of course you know we would have seen like shad gaspar included in that right so yeah yeah i think it would have been an opportunity for titus to maybe almost kind of like dedicate it uh, to him i thought that would have been a very uh tasteful thing to do would have been really cool but uh it didn't happen it is what it is now uh, the only thing i want to touch on because we had mentioned i don't know if it was last week or the, or the week previous about uh the situation with uh randy orton's wife kind of somewhat getting involved in a shoot there well she was at the show and one thing that i do want to make note of that uh for her and her kids to go to the show randy had to pay out of his pocket twenty thousand dollars for his family to go watch the show <clears throat> what just putting that out there Ran Randy Orton's uh, uh, personal Twitter account. He had to pay out of his pocket. He was charged $20,000 for his family to go watch him at WrestleMania in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Mind-blowing. Right? I, 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 I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Yeah. Why couldn't they have let them go there for free? It's his family. Right. Right. So yeah, it is what it is, man. <laughs> um, Sorry it hurt your brain, but I just wanted to make sure that I got that out there, just for a little little bit of uh, information. Wow. <laughs> right from Randy's uh, yeah. on Twitter page. So yeah, a little crazy. Any breaking news you wanted to get to, man? None. None. I don't have anything this week, to be honest with you. <laughs> no worries, yeah. no worries at all. All right, well, if that is the case, then let us get to our match of the week. All right, so for match of the week here, given that this is WrestleMania, your favorite, our favorite matches from WrestleMania here, Carl. Um, I don't know if you want me to start or if you want to start. Um you know what? I'll start. I'll pick my favorite match from WrestleMania. I had mentioned it earlier. It's Sheamus and Matt Riddle. Uh, those two guys absolutely knocked it out of the park. They were both fantastic. The match wasn't too short. It wasn't too long. I thought they put the title on the right guy. It just it, it checks all the boxes for me for a great WrestleMania match. All stop. Seth Rollins. Yeah, that one was Seth good too. Seth Rollins. That's yeah. a good one too. Seth Rollins Cesaro. It's a great that choice. Was by far my favorite match from WrestleMania. Yep. It was. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yep. It, it checked off all those boxes for me. I was very happy with just everything within that. Even kind of the uh, um, the build-up and, and, and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, I, I thought it was uh, it, it was great. Um, yeah, I was, I was very much so happy with that. I do want to throw this up here just for a moment here from yep. our friend RBV. 
How was a trip to Tampa <laughs> for WrestleMania 20K? Right. WTF. Yeah. We're right? in agreement, sir. I mean, <laughs> for... Um, I know that for uh, those that are going there as a fan, that uh, a 20K ticket price usually gets them uh, the entire week long of WrestleMania week, including the Raw, including the SmackDown, including the NXT pay-per-view, including Hall of Fame ceremonies, um, including anything else that might be happening, whether it's uh, like one year there was a uh, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin movie that came out and, uh, you know, they got to go to a premiere of that film, right? Plus your WrestleMania tickets, plus hotel, (laughs) generally does not cover airfare, but does cover the hotel, uh, plus your you know chairs the commemorative chairs that you get anywhere from row one to five is you're going to be your seating within uh you know all of those different events for twenty thousand dollars so for randy orton to have paid twenty thousand just for them to be at wrestlemania yeah that yeah i'm leaving it there (laughs) what the f is uh, definitely the right uh, statement uh, for that All right, Carl, let us get to our showstopper segment. All right, so for our showstopper segment uh, this week, a pretty simple one, I I think, although it may become complicated because I'm really kind of honestly scratching my head a little bit. Um, Coming out of WrestleMania, you know, has the WWE positioned themselves for success uh, coming out of it? I will say to a certain extent, yes, to a certain extent, no. Um, again, to kind of reiterate my, my point that, you know, I've voiced this several times that I, that I feel like storylines and everything should be coming to a conclusion at WrestleMania. And then after WrestleMania, you know, we started our new feuds and, and then we start to, to progress or start new stories. And I understand that that, that has changed and it has been for, for a little while here, but just it, um, it just, it still feels weird to me. So, uh, you know, I, I think some, things have been progressed well and some things are just kind of still up in the air. So it's one of these ones where like, I'm not even sure. And I'm the one that came up with the topic. I'm not even sure I can give a concrete answer to this because I'm, I'm really not sure. And on the other aspect of things too, with the, with the, the peacock kind of debacle too, has a lot of fans kind of pissed off for lack of a better term. And we know that, that it is coming to Canada soon because P, uh, NBC's partner over here is Chorus Entertainment, which is global um, the channel. So we know that that's going to be coming very, very soon, probably before the end of the year. We're going to have like a Peacock-like thing through Global, which is going to entail the the WWE. So the network just with time is going to go away. That's just it's just a matter of time, and so we'll see how that kind of unfolds, and hopefully the rollout is better than what's been through Peacock, because we know that, that eventually everything is supposed to come there, but it's been a slow rollout, and people have been very vocal about it that they're not happy. So so we'll just kind of see. Well, I mean, we, I guess you could almost throw that into our breaking news segment there, where you're yeah. talking about, I mean, I haven't seen any reports that you're talking about uh, with this whole chorus uh, entertainment and global news. Yeah. I have not seen anything on it yet. So if you have it, I mean, if you ever see it, by all means, send it to me. Um, if you see anything more on this uh, for Canada, um, send us a message over on our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod. Send us that information. We always love getting information from our fans and from our listeners. So go over to our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod and uh, definitely send us that information here. Um, 
before the showstopper segment and you've just read it, I can tell by your <laughs> face. Um, put that up on screen there. Okay, because we're uh, we're a little bit of a, uh, you know, we're not necessarily a G-rated show here. We do drop some uh, swears once in a while here. Uh, our friend RBV, uh, who is probably the world's biggest Charlotte Flair fan he got in the, first the take. entire world, okay, says if he's spending 20K on going to WrestleMania, he better be getting a blowjob <laughs> from Shar Shar. <laughs> <laughs> right he's so, not wrong he's not wrong he's not wrong yeah, yeah. Well, he is not wrong yeah oh yeah. man yeah there's so many ways i could go with that and put my own spin on but uh i digress on that one um <laughs> so what, what do you think carl has wwe positioned themselves well coming out of wrestlemania or are, is, are we still kind of uh wishy-washy here I don't think we're really wishy-washy. I mean, taking a look at kind of, um, you know, the the stories that are, you know, kind of maybe still continuing and then stuff that can maybe come uh, from these matches that happened and, and kind of going forward, right? I mean, like, uh, let's even take the, uh, the women's tag match that happened, right, on night two. Mm. Well, we could maybe see some progression there as well, where we can see a little bit of a feud starting between, uh, you know, those two tag teams. Right. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think that they're really positioning themselves well to be able to to continue on with these new feuds going a little further into 2021. Um, did they gain new watchers? I, I think maybe they had, because yeah. of like RBB had mentioned earlier, um, you know, because of, of Logan Paul, right? So mm -hmm. I think that maybe, you know, the WWE garnered a little bit more interest. Um, and then even from from people who are not real wrestling fans, but maybe heard that Ash Costello from New Year's Day was playing, right? Doing a theme song, right? And and, yeah. and that um uh, you know, like other musical artists were there for WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, if they're playing WrestleMania, well, maybe I need to check it out then. Right. You had hit on something there, Carl, that, that I want to make sure to make note of. And maybe sure. it was just the, the way that I was viewing the program. And, and as somebody who, you may already know where I'm going with this here, uh, as somebody who goes through and edits audio on a weekly basis. And I was wearing these exact headphones that we're using right now as we're recording and uh, doing Termical Talk Live here. That, that performance of Rhea Ripley's uh, entrance theme song was it was cringeworthy. It hurt my ears. Like, I, I don't know if things were out of tune or if the audio was out of whack, but there, there was something strange going on there audio wise. Like it, it, I'm not sure if maybe that I'm just not in tune with this band and how their music sounds, but it was rough. It was rough, man. I don't know. I, okay. So I, I'm seeing things a little bit differently. <laughs> this was a live performance. That's true. That's true, right? but they do this have time to rehearse. some auto-tuned bullshit that yep. we're hearing on the radio where everything has been fine-tuned and yep. everything is super crisp and everything's good. This was a live performance. Mm -hmm. Now, I have, I have seen New Year's Day live. They are freaking amazing. They are yep. fantastic. Okay? I've seen other musical acts performed live. And I'm going to tell you, their live performances and what you hear on the radio from any person, no. any band, anything does not sound the same. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't at all. No, I, okay. It, yeah, yeah. So for that reason, 
we can't really shit on the performances that happen because it's a live performance. It's definitely going to sound different. Was there audio issues? I can clearly tell you yes. <laughs> but it wasn't coming from the band. It wasn't no. coming from New Year's Day. It wasn't coming from Ash. Ash was doing absolutely everything that she was supposed to do. She sounded great to me for what it was, for it being a live performance. Being somebody who is a fan of New Year's Day, listening to their music all the yeah. time. Okay, I can tell you, she's a great singer. Oh, yeah. No, I agree Seeing her live, she's a great singer. Yeah. But there were audio issues that were yeah. happening during that performance. Yeah, for sure. And not just during her performance. There were audio issues yeah. throughout the night, yeah. both nights. There was yeah. definitely audio issues that were happening. <laughs> but um, And this is the biggest wrestling company in the world. I mean, it wasn't cringeworthy for me. Yeah. I, and I, it, that's... <laughs> You know, and, and this is the biggest wrestling company in the world. This is the larger point that I want to get to, is because we know that they rehearse and they go through this shit. So that, that, that to, to have those kind of issues when it comes to the, the moment, I get that they can occasionally happen when, when it happens often. It's like, it's a little frustrating. Again, uh, most people might not be picking up on this, but as somebody who works with a lot of audio, um, I, again, you know, I'll even put myself out there, uh, WWE, if you want some help, I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. Right, I know it's my stuff when it comes to making audio sound good. I'm available. If you want to pay me to help to work your audio, I will gladly accept. Along with that, though, okay, so they hire companies, local companies, yep. right, to come in and do it. Okay, um, they had issues with Mother Nature. That bitch. Absolutely, 100%. She, right. Yep. So now you've got all your equipment, and, and it was probably inside the stadium, all this equipment, so that yep. they could visually see what's happening, know, have those visual cues to be able to tune things to what they need to be, where they need to be, and then it starts raining, and then it starts downpouring, and you have to, you have to worry about your equipment. So you're throwing stuff over top of your equipment so that no water gets onto it, and sometimes something gets moved or pushed or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you've got what all of two minutes to maybe try to get everything back to where it's supposed to be. That's a, that's really difficult, especially, and I'm sure they were, they were using a soundboard that probably had a thousand different knobs and <laughs> switches on it. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, you know, a board that's maybe only got, you know, 12 or 15 different knobs on it, you know, um, so I kind of get it a little bit. I do. I do. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I guess you just gotta be good at, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say it. You know, <laughs> when it comes to, to it. when it comes to working those knobs, you gotta know what you're doing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> On that note, Carl, uh, before we do head out, uh, make sure and, uh, and get our plugs out there for our, our wonderful sponsors before we go. Definitely. Oh, we love our sponsors, especially you heard from Al Snow over at collarandelbowbrand.com. I'll just touchly, touchly. That's a great word. I will just quickly. We're going to make that on. into a shirt. Yes, that's right. Maybe Collar and Elbow Brand can help us out and make touchly into a shirt for Turnbuckle Talk. Go and check them out, though, anyways, over at collarandelbowbrand.com. They've got great merchandise over there, whether you're looking for a sweater, a jacket, uh, a hat, 
uh, t-shirts, shorts, workout shorts. I mean, they got uh, a whole bunch of different stuff over there. They've even got stickers so that you can purchase some stickers and throw them up everywhere. Put them on your vehicle, put them on lamp posts, put them on your mom. It doesn't matter. Put them on absolutely everything you can to get the name collar and elbow brand out there, but make sure you're going to collar and elbow brand.com. While you're there, everything in your cart can get discounted by 10% when you use promo code JKPODCAST. Now, if you're into working out and you're looking for some really great supplements, whether it's super greens, whether it's protein powder, whether it's this new craze with cricket powder, whether you're looking for something to help you sleep, something to help you wake up, I mean, our friends over at Phoenix, they've got a little bit of everything for that. You can check them out by going to fnxfit.com. While you're there, make a purchase and use our promo code TBTALKPOD. You're going to get 15% off your entire order over at fnxfit.com. But you got to remember to use that promo code TBTALKPOD at fnxfit.com. There you go. And uh, also before we go here, just to make note of coming up this week on Turnbuckle Rewind over with our friends over at Love Wrestling, we are going to be joined, 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 dare I see I created my own word here too this week here, Carl. Um, We're going to be joined by the Hitting the Marks Rest, see, I almost call it the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. I still want to call it the, the, the Hitting the Marks Podcast. Very own Michael Jargo will be joining us on Turnbuckle Rewind to talk about the an amazing match here, Carl. Probably from the, this decade, probably one of my favorite matches. Uh, we're going to the Nippon Budokan in 2020 with New Japan Pro Wrestling, the best of Super Juniors final between El Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi. Wow, is all I can say. You guys are in for a treat with that episode. 100% you definitely are. This was an amazing episode, and I loved having uh, Jargo on with us. Uh, the guy is very knowledgeable when it comes to everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, so very honored to be able to have him on with us on Turnbuckle Rewind, which can be found over at lovewrestling.ca. Absolutely. And on that note, Carl, it's been a pleasure. It's been a fun WrestleMania weekend. Glad it's over at the same time, and we're ready to move on, and we'll see you guys on the next one. that all will be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have weekly content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.